From London to the whole world, this is Get A Life Podcast Kunai. I'm Tyson, uh, as a returning guest for the time being. And as always, we have the wonderful and always succinct Bish. Love Mish. Hello, Bish. Welcome to summer, guys. Tyson, I don't we, know if you remember you... that. I said every episode that you would be on, I would say welcome to summer, even if it isn't summer. But, but the, it, it's the question is... The question is, will you have it ready before summer ends? Probably not. This will probably go up in like 2021. Like that. <laughs> me and my schedule, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, we've been a bit delayed at the moment. But yeah. All right. Um, with, with, that, with that said, um, I'm thankful that that meme still follows me. And for, uh, in, and for our second guest that we have a very special person here on the show with us we have will all the way from japan hi will hey and get off my lawn are you saying that because wow. you're old is that, is yes that right? but i don't before we really get into the episode do you guys really have lawns in japan i don't think you do some homes do, but yeah. not where I'm at. Like, well, it's all concrete and asphalt where I am. <laughs> so, for you guys that don't know, Will has actually uh, been a fan of this podcast for a while now. And, um, you know, we became best of friends. And now he's on it. I asked him to come on the podcast because there was some scheduling issues. I also asked Tyson to come on as well. So, I kind of expect maybe these guys to come in every once in a while. It's not going to happen all the time, but, you know, every once in a while... And we're going to test it out. And yeah, Tyson, what, what are we going to watch today? What, what, what are we going to discuss, sorry, today? Today we are discussing Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, a show released by Cloverworks in 2018. But before we get into the discussion, um, do, you have, do you have some words for our listeners, Bish? I do, and this the disclaimer... Uh, for you new folks, Get Life Podcast Kunai is a monthly discussion, anime discussion podcast under the Get Life group. Due to the nature of the discussion, we can't avoid spoiler of the show to be discussed. For the shows that are based off existing pieces of work, whether it's manga, light novel, or some other media form, we're not going to be covering the source material for those. We can be found on Spotify now, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you'd like to recommend for us a show to watch and make an episode of Kunai, send us your suggestion on our Twitter page at Get Life Podcast, or by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support what we do on Kunai, remember to check out our sponsors, Japan Crate. Go to www.getalifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Use the code GALP uh, for three bucks off. And if you want to watch this very anime, keep up to date with what we watch for on Kunai. You can support us by signing up for a 14 day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium for everything anime. Keep it Crunchyroll, crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. Tyson. All right. So for Bunny Girl Senpai, which obviously kind of like saying the, it's saying the whole name out loud where for, for simplicity's sake, we're just going to be referring it to as Bunny Girl Senpai. Um, so first, um, we have here the Bunny Girl Senpai 
Um, like I said, a, a show released in 2018 by Studio Cloverworks basically follows the story of a group of individuals throughout the show in which they experience something that's called on the show as puberty syndrome. Basically, situations that happen during adolescence that have a supernatural twist. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to the discussion in regards to that, whether it works, whether it doesn't work, uh, the, our favorite, uh, the characters in the story, like how does that work? So to begin, I would like to know what is your experience with it, with this show? Like, how do you heard about it and initial impressions? I'm going to start with Will for this one. Will? Sure. Um... Probably the first time I heard of it was uh, actually on the Crunchyroll forums, um, posting about the announcement of it. Uh, then, of course, I was like, oh, a bunny girl. This seems interesting right off the bat. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I heard of it. And then when I, you know, not going into the actual show yet, but when I actually watched it, I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, I does pulled that card in which... It does sound like it's gonna be about a bunny girl, so like at first it it it, yeah. it it is kinda it is, yeah. it kinda is. I'm not yeah, gonna the, disagree the title, with that assessment. Yeah. And other other than it, the fact that there's like two episodes only in which the titular character, Mai, is seen with a bunny girl outfit. Um so it's kind of a bait and switch, it but is, yeah. I do have. But in all honesty, uh, I like that. I like how you know it's. It definitely has a an initial appeal to even pull in people who you know are fans of shows that are you know might be more etchy in nature. But then most people I know that are like that that did watch a show they stuck around even for the story. Right, uh, Bish. Any thoughts on um, how you found out about the show? It, yeah, in terms about how I found out in the show and first impressions. Um, I believe this came out in the fall season, literally. Just, I believe so. Yeah, so Let me there just... was a, a bunch of different other shows. I think there was uh, Domestic Girlfriend, I think, was airing around that time as well. And I was watching that and then I was disappointed with that show. And then I actually asked Will what was what's a good suggestion for the season. And then he was like, oh, man, you should, watch, you should watch Bunny Senpai. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll watch it. I got hooked from the first episode. Um the only thing was i dropped the show what? I, dropped, I dropped the show i dropped the show uh literally when they done the tomo uh, tomoe episodes not even uh, tomoe episodes i think it was actually the uh no it was a tomoe episodes i then i stopped watching and i kind of fell out of love with it from the beginning you so, recall I stopped, so i stopped watching so, it and i kind of felt that the anime lost its charm after that because it kind of felt like a monster of the week show so i i'd step back and i was like uh, you know what? i'm not gonna yeah. watch the show anymore and i dropped it so this rewatch is actually my completion of this show so i want to ask you bish um so will recommended the show to you before it was even brought up to kunai in order to have that watch that's correct so I was I was looking for anime to watch uh, within that season. There was some shows that were okay and some shows that were kind of like fucked up. And I was just like, you know what? I I was actually not going to watch any anime for that season. I asked Will, what would you recommend? And he said, Bunny Senpai. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, so I was watching it simulcasted originally. 
That's my first experience with it. And you mentioned that you drop around the Tomoe episode. So according to my notes, we're talking. I was watching it simulcasted. I liked the mysterious aspect of the show. And it kind of every episode left me waiting, wanting to know more. And you kind of feel like you got it figured out. And then it's like, oh, actually, you don't. And there's this new twist. And then the Tomoe episode, it kind of felt to me cheap. Her introduction felt. It's interesting not to get too deep into it now, but I actually enjoyed the whole Tomoe arc itself. Mm. It's not necessarily the Tomoe arc. It was just the fact that the way it was introduced and it sort of set a trend for the rest of the anime. Like I felt that, oh, okay, the next arc is going to introduce another girl and the other arc is going to introduce another girl. And uh, I, I gotcha. was, And I was sort of, when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, okay, so I was right. So the reason why I dropped it, yeah. I was sort of affirmed in that when rewatching the show. And it just felt cheap to me. It just felt like this is Pokemon, but for like this awkward, you know, puberty syndrome. I wanted to know more about puberty syndrome as opposed to these girls and their lives and their problems, etc. And to be honest with you, I, I felt like that during the simulcast. I didn't feel like that necessarily when rewatching, but during the simulcast, I did feel like that. I just felt like, why should I care about Tomoe? Why should I care about, you know, the, the scientist girl? Why should I care about any of these characters like it just feels cheap so that's how i, I do understand that's why, that's why i dropped the show so so this was my second time watching the show i watched it when it aired and then i rewatched it again you know for this podcast and you know thinking back what you say yeah it's it's definitely gave me even a different impression basically binge watching it versus when i watch it week to week so i can kind of see where that that sentiment and that feeling's coming and, from and part of it I do prefer, like, obviously, there's no way you can watch it simulcasted again. Right? There's, it's impossible to watch it simulcasted again. But uh, it, it is, a, it is a better show to binge as opposed to simulcast. Right? That's just my opinion. Um. Yeah. I. You know. I can concede to that. I don't think. You know. I don't think it take took anything away watching it uh simulcast. But yeah, it's definitely a really good show to binge, especially if you watch it it you know in just each arc you know each arc is like you know two to four episodes basically mm, 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 mm. personally i didn't watch it simulcast i found out about this show much much later so one of the things that happened is that i started to have less and less time for anime so whatever show recommendation i got i got it from twitter I may have heard something about Bunny Girl Senpai back when it was being simulcasted, but by the time, the one thing that caught my attention, because originally I saw the premise and I didn't thought that this would be a show for me, so originally I ignored it, but then I started to see the takes on Twitter, um, possibly some YouTube stuff as well, indicating that this show has monogatory vibes. So that was like, that got my attention. So I started so I started watching the show and at first I was upset. Probably upset is not the best way to describe my feelings, but rather, I guess it's disappointment rather, because um, that the show would be titled the way that it was because probably the reason it, because when i think of bunny girls i think of haruhi of haruhi susumiya and i don't like haruhi at all and bunny girls is not something that like 
I, as a viewer, am attracted to. So I just it's at blue first hair with guns. I think that's what you're attracted to, Tyson. We know it already. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so at first, I I decided I wasn't I wasn't gonna pick up the show, but it was that mere mention that it gave monogatari vibes. So this is the part in which okay, you got my attention. So I started watching it and. While there were things about it that I didn't quite get, and to be honest, in the rewatch, it wasn't made any better at all. I agree. With but you. I remembered what, why I fell in love in, in love with this show in the first place. Um, and before rewatching, I was looking over my list and just reviewing. Okay, so sometimes on rewatches, what I'll do is that I'll revise the rating of the of the shows. I remember giving this an eight originally, and knowing and knowing myself in regards to how I rate shows, the fact that it, the fact that it got an eight, I started to question that. Probably it was my intention to give it a 7.5 but then i would have to either just bring it down to a 7 since mal doesn't do half points or just bring it up to an 8 and i remember that precisely the reason why i gave it an 8 it was due to the fact that i love this character so much and this would be this would be my second time watching the show and like i said even on the rewatch there are some things about the story that didn't make sense to me and I'll just go ahead and use this as a, seg uh, a segue to talk about the story of the of the show. I'll start with Bish and then we'll go to Will. But if there is uh, moments during the discussion that you would like to butt in, then we'll have a conversation. Uh, since since uh, you actually suggested it, Tyson, I've watched this anime four times. Okay, and each time it kind of confuses me even more because i'm trying to figure out what's going on what is the story what is it about it feels very segmented like at first i'm thinking oh cool it's about this whole puberty syndrome and i really want to know what's going on with that and then it's like okay actually it's about this character and her struggles and it's about futaba and you know her, her inner struggles and it's about this character and it's about kaede and it's like there's so much going on it doesn't feel right to me like i want it to be a particular thing at once i was like okay I want this anime to be a drama. I want this to be a romance. I want this to be supernatural. I want this to be this, this, and this. But I feel that it needs to be pinpoint a little bit. Sorry, it it definitely does not have a one hundred percent defined identity. That's for sure. I get it, and, and, and like I agree. Like I know not all anime has that identity in that sense. You can have multiple genres, etc. But for me, it felt disappointing because I felt like I didn't necessarily get the answers that I wanted. From the story and i didn't feel necessarily satisfied with it as well like the every time i would re-watch it i just feel like the, it's it's bringing up more questions and i'm like this anime is not answering any of my questions i'm not sure if you guys felt like that as well uh one thing no, I totally like i would say i i, I you know uh, was thinking that there is some stuff that just felt unresolved um one thing that i do want to mention and i i'm just going to give it props for this and i'm going to include it in the story segment is the way that the show is paced it's at the same time, it's paced really well, but at the same time, it isn't. And I didn't notice this until my, I think, second or third rewatch, that the show is taking place over a year, two years. Am I correct in saying that, guys? I don't think it's a full two years. Because um, Sakuta does say, he was like, oh, and she forgot what happened over the two years. And I was like, the fuck? Like, 
two years has passed. Like, well, they're if... they're they're talking about what happened to uh, I think starting technically with the whole Katie thing. Yeah, because I think it's like six months after her whole episode is where the story starts. So, okay, so let's say it's a year and a half basically. But even then, it's like I, it felt like to me like this story was going off. A month two months maybe three months and being told that it's, it's happening over a year and a half it's like the fuck what have i been missing like the show actually when i'm watching it it feels like a film like it, every episode just feels long like i'm watching it and i'm, I'm like is this a k-drama is this like a like a, a k-drama or j-drama where the ep every episode is an hour long and it's like oh i'm only like 10 minutes in but i feel like i'm investing so much of my time to this anime and i like that don't get me wrong it's I like also that. very dialogue heavy it is very dialogue heavy. like i don't get me wrong i do enjoy that but at the same time i'm like okay so this show has a good thing in the sense that it makes me feel that the show is actually much longer but they're not doing much with it because i didn't feel that I, that you know that there is a year and a half worth of story going on do you see what i mean like every just everything just seems like it's on a whim like everything just seems to just happen do you see what i mean like there's certain bits and bobs i don't necessarily understand with the show like for example my having a sister like okay cool she has a sister it just came out of nowhere oh yeah yeah no i see what you're saying or, or yeah. even even the whole kaede thing like she has no memories i was like what the fuck like, you're bringing me this at the end of the show, like three episodes, like, you could have brought this in like halfway through and we could have actually explored this. You had the opportunity to, but no, we get stupid Tomoe arcs. <laughs> and we get... So it's it's like a, like a lack of congruity, basically. Like for me, I don't know if you guys have seen Charlotte or not, but we did cover it on Kunai. I don't know, like in the ending of Charlotte, spoilers guys, in the ending of Charlotte, they, they introduce like this whole sort of plot point, this story arc, like what happens at the end and him going around the world and all this shit and it happens in one episode this whole kaede losing her memories felt like that it was just like it sprang up on us and i was like really is this how you're gonna resolve this anime you know i i obviously have not read the source material but i think that's also kind of the point is that you're always wondering through the initial part of the show what exactly is going on with kaede why you know uh uh, she acts the way that she does and everything and then like you said they spring and it's like oh this is why it's like she doesn't even realize who she is you know you find out it's a different personality basically it doesn't seem like a good answer because i at one point there was no point in this anime that i was questioning why is she acting like this why is she using the third person yeah. there's no you know there was no question behind it I, I was questioning more so why was she just randomly coming home with cuts on herself like that was what I was interested in. we didn't even get an answer to that well that was flashback stuff but yeah yeah I know that's flashback stuff but at the same time it's like how come we didn't get answers to that but we somehow got an answer to why is she using the third person and why is she acting like this and why does she like fucking pandas like I don't need that information that's just my my two cents I feel that with Kaede you always knew as the viewer that there was something wrong with her um, because you just don't put in a character who's a total need in the story and not hope that that won't be used later. So whether it was Kaede losing her memories, but I believe it was in episode one in which there was a slight mention as to what was the situation happening with the Asusagawas mm. and right. probably in pacing uh, 
leaving it until the end wasn't the best decision. No, it wasn't. That it could have yeah, been Yeah, there was a huge, made. huge gap between info. It felt as if we we had amnesia. That's what it felt like to me. It was like we were Kaede in that sense. I think Kaede too being like that, that onset kind of character too was kind of like the comfort character that mm. almost anyone was like, oh, who's this cute girl She's and the Emoto. And like, kind of like, to me, like, right. looking I mean, at that's her, what I was she like, is. that's the Emoto character. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like you, Tyson. I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's just, you know, the Hikikomori and then there's something, there must be something going on with her. I didn't think that. I was just like, oh, she's the Emoto. Okay, cool. Moving on. Like, that's how I felt. I didn't really look into it that much. Other than uh, Mai, she was the, the character that uh, pretty much kept, you know, uh, Sakuta, you know, grounded, more mm, or less. That's true, yeah, of course. But that was because of her uh, dependence on him, more than anything, I would say. So, the story about the Asusagawa, so Sakuta... Kaede, the relationship that Sakuta has with Mai, and to a certain extent, I would say Futaba as well, were all underlying tones that went throughout the story. Mm. And at least myself, I wouldn't be so harsh on the fact that Kaede's story just came out of nowhere because. If you're really paying attention, I feel that you'd know that something revolving the Asusagawas would be coming. No, I get it. Probably I, it wasn't it, the when you best like position that, yeah, chosen. That, I, I do understand that they made it perfectly clear, but the way that it happened just felt very <clears> cheap. Once again, cheap is a word I'm going to use a lot, um, but it did feel like that. The, the anime was trying to hint at it a lot, but I mean, at the same well, time... Well, yeah, I was getting ready to say that that's why they kept, you know, bringing up the whole thing with, you know, the quote-unquote incident and, you know, the the scars on the chest and other people always looking at Sakuta funny. And yeah, they, okay. they, I mean, there was little things that kept it connected up until that point, but it wasn't completely obvious either. And that's it. Another thing I want to quickly mention is... Did you guys notice every time they were, they were like saying cookie, cookie, cookie? I was like, what do they mean by that? And it, literally, the word means air. Like, it's like they're talking about the atmosphere, right? But have you noticed that they say that a lot? Like, I really want to play a drinking game, but I feel like every time I hear the word cookie, I'll probably <laughs> die. I'll fucking die of alcohol poisoning, if that was the case. But did you guys notice that? Like, I found that annoying. I found it annoying as well. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, because mostly it doesn't make sense. I thought it was... A failure of on the localization but when it's placed like this it just doesn't make sense like ambience atmosphere um what what the hell does that mean it doesn't it, it's just bullshit like to me it, it it kind of it's like filler bullshit like that's what it is it's like naruto filler that's what it felt like i was like come on i don't want to hear about this kooky thing like stop because I hear it all the time in anime, but they use it in such a different way here. Like, it's always talking about the atmosphere, the atmosphere. Like, in other anime, it's like, oh, they, they, they're talking about the actual air. Like, the actual air you're fucking breathing. But here, it's like, the atmosphere is funny. And this is going on. But I was like, okay, cool. Tell me about it. Like, what what is going on? Like, I don't want to get to the point, Sakura. Yeah, it did feel like that. It, it, I'll admit that it also annoyed me as well. Be mostly because it didn't make sense. No, it didn't. Well, I'll say it's it's also not a word that I hear a lot 
coming up, you know, and I work with teenagers, and yeah, I well, never I th- hear that I word. Thought, I thought that, you know, that your students are, like, uh, all moody and shit, and they talk about <laughs> the atmosphere a lot. No, my, my kids are crazy. <laughs> Talking about the atmosphere, kooky. I guess I want to know now, um, since I got, since I, since I'm reminded that Will is a t-shirt, Anything about Bunny Girl Senpai that you saw that you could probably see your students engaging on? Oh, that's Did a very that interesting sense? question. Um, so, like, you know, I work in a, in a junior high school, so it's not a high school setting. But that being said, uh, there, you know, there, there's just like in, in American high, you know, schools, there's definitely cliques. Um, there's definitely, you know, kids that are outcast. Um, there's, you know, uh, definitely the whole awkward romance, like, you know, there's, there's a boy that I just adore, he's hilarious, he's super charming and everything, but he's so awkward with girls that, like, he doesn't know how to actually talk to him or ask him out, and he's just completely blunt about it, which kind of reminds me of, uh, Sakuta, and he will, like, just walk up to a girl and be like, hey, uh, date <laughs> I wish I had that confidence. <laughs> I wish I had that confidence. You're talking about like a, what? A 12 year old boy? I wish I had that confidence. No, he's he's uh, he's 15. You know, he's okay. he's in in class three, but he's he's hilarious, and it's funny because like you know his English is decent for his age, and he'll talk to me, and he goes. Oh, Will Sensei, I want a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend. I was like, me too, buddy. Me too. My man. <laughs> my man. That, that boy is my spirit animal. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I, I hope I he gets it. a girlfriend. I really do. I, I really do. Too. Like, I've been cheering for him. Like Every time I see him talking to a girl, I'm like, oh, is this the moment? Is this when it's going to happen? Come on. Come on. Come on. Is, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Come on. I'm cheering for you, buddy. You go. You go for it. <laughs> that, that's what's going on in my mind. You know those... Um, have you ever seen Spanish uh, people commentating on football? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping to happen. I really want that to happen. I want there to be like Spanish commentators. No! When he gets... There, I, can, when he gets I can... I can imagine Will just looking at one of his prodigies and going... Gambate! Oh, I do. I tell them that all the time. <laughs> or I'll give them. Or if they like, or if they see me, I won't like say anything to them. But like, there's a big thing here. Like, if you like hold your hand up like in a fist, it means like fight all. So I'll like give them that symbol. Nice. You're such a weeb, man. <laughs> You're such a weeb. Oh, dude. Like, I appreciate. I live it, that though. life. I live that weeb life. Will has it has reached Nirvana. He lives in Weebland. I know, man. Well, you know what? I wish I was. I wish I was there. Let's put it this way. I'm within walking distance of an onsen. Well, stop it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're making bitch go you're making bitch get yellows right now. <laughs> but I just I want to get back to the story. Um so right, right. well, any any thoughts or any points that have been brought up by bitch that you would like to discuss? Oh man, I've got lots of notes here. I don't know. I might retread some stuff, but I'll just give you kind of like a bullet point here. What I mean. So, uh, to me, like, you know, kind of going back to, uh, to the first impressions, just judging by the, like the first episode alone, uh, as you were kind of talking about, uh, Monogatari, I kind of was like, man, I said, this reminds me of Monogatari from the dialogue. And then the kind of odd supernatural bit, uh, mixed with some snafu. 
uh, just with the setting, character designs, things of that nature. Yeah, um, and then obviously, like, you know, technically, like, the main characters are Sakuta and Mai, but I was taught, but I feel like it was mostly Sakuta's show, obviously, since he's kind of like the character you follow through the entire thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, to me, like, just an over overall general view is that it's about Sakata, this, you know, teenage high school boy who is helping to deal with, like, the pains of adolescence and puberty and growing up and getting older, and he's helping others heal their inner pains while this strange phenomena is happening, but in a sense, they're kind of helping him, and I just like how he's totally blunt about everything and honest about everything, um, and I think that that's also what ends up helping these other characters, and, you know, uh, not to go too deep into, like, any spoilers yet, but it's weird how he ends up kind of t being the one that's the most hurt by everything because he takes so much onto himself. So what you're saying is that Sakuta is basically Aradagi. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's... I'm not even going to disagree with that statement. No, this that's is not a particularly really a good comparison, you know, like I said, even though I said, yeah, it reminds me of Mono Guitari, but I never really put the two and two together of how much he is like Aradagi. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I really like Sakata a lot. I don't obviously don't think that this story is as fleshed out as something like Monogatari, but mm. yeah, that's that's a really good comparison there. Um, it's it's kind of strange how you know when Bish was talking about the whole monster of the week, and this was kind of like a girl of the week kind of a thing. You know, and there were other like male characters involved too, but not as much. Um, and, you know, like I said, how he just ends up helping all these different girls. And every time something happens, they come to him. Except with, you know, the case with Futaba, how, you know, he was the one that outreached to her. He would go to her for help and ask for her advice, you know, her being into physics and science and quantum theories and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of weird how they kept putting that scientific spin on these supernatural things that were happening. And I, that was intriguing to me because I was like, it made it feel real. Do you see what I mean? Like the whole Laplace yeah. demon and the, you know, Schrodinger's cat, all of that sort of stuff. I was like, right. Okay, it, cool. It, there is some ex explanation to this. He would go talk to her, and like, like you said, it was a, that's a really good term. Like she kind of kept everything kind of grounded more in reality, and everything that they talked about, it was like as matter of fact. You know what I mean? She never you know thought oh he's crazy or anything she would actually try to put logical spins on the things he was telling her and i appreciate that because it makes us understand this phenomenon more and that was intriguing and then when they stopped doing that i was like oh okay yeah cool since we are at the area in which we're discussing like the whole physics thing about it it's just gonna go ahead and say what my overall thought in that spin of the story was and i'm not sure if this is a hot take in coming or something but i don't think that bunny girl senpai did the i don't think bunny girl senpai did the whole supernatural aspect well so when you try to quote ground the what's happening with these teenagers and just put them forward as some sort of puberty syndrome, quote-unquote, 
you're essentially using that to explain things that happen to teenagers. So I don't think that the use of the supernatural here... <clears throat> Anyone who watches this show will kind of know everything is done metaphorically. It's, it's pure metaphors. I guess my issue is with the focus on it because I'll tell you right now, whenever... Sakuta was with, uh, with Futaba to explain physics concepts, and some of the ones were really easy, like for instance, the Schrodinger's cat, so even though I'm not knowledgeable on physics, I have heard of Schrodinger's cat. From Big but, Bang Theory, yeah, we all have, Tyson. Of, of course, but then <laughs> in as the story gets more complex, I feel that just just throwing theories out there to kind of say, oh, oh, it's science, this is mysterious. Let me ask you that, do you feel that that, that kind of means that the story was, uh, or the author might have been trying to make things seem more smart than what they actually were? You think that might be why? Yes, I, I do think that because... If you're trying to tell me a story based on the fact that, okay, I just want to focus, focus on this uh, misanthropic guy that just goes around trying to help people and in a way help himself, then I can accept that, but at least have the decency to say it to just focus on that instead of trying to sound smart about the whole thing. So yeah, I um, to, to go I guess, along uh, with with that, it's like uh, <clears throat> you know, even though we haven't gotten to gripes and grumbles yet, th that's one of the notes that I I made is that sometimes that just the dialogue and the language that they use kind of felt forced, like it was trying to make itself seem smart. I don't think that the show succeeded in the supernatural aspect, and like so I mentioned, what, what do you think it like, succeeded in? if not the supernatural like what because you know we're talking about a lot of the negatives but what 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 do you think it did well in terms of the story definitely the part in which um so i guess my expectation when it comes to this was more okay so i so i want to be told a story about so at first it was oh so 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 my is in being is in being visible so that's when kind of the supernatural aspect went was at least believable to me but then as it as it dragged on so we got into koga we got into Futaba, we got into um what's the name of my sister uh noroka so at that so at that point the supernatural aspect of it it was like it fell flat so yeah I, 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 you know and that's what i was gonna say too the whole uh Nodoka part that was the part that really fell fell flat i mean for lack of better words you know or to steal someone else's words like uh, how kind of how um a uh, bitch was talking about the whole tomoe part that's how i felt with the Nodoka part because yeah. of the payoff at the end the payoff at the end to me i was just like wait what what just happened that was just awkward you're very awkward like she was like screaming and shit and then she well, the bit even the bit when she tried to kill herself i was like really like really i get it it was trying to be emotional but i genuinely didn't understand what's going through her mind at that point to, to go along with the whole you know it 
kind of trying to seem smarter than it was at the time. Even just the whole thing <clears throat> with their bodies switching back. It was like, wait, so their bodies swapped, not their minds? It was like, how does that work? That just seemed really weird to me. That it, it wasn't a mind-switching thing. It was a body-switching thing. It's like, isn't that really the same thing? Why did they do it like that? I, I think it's just trying to be unique. <laughs> But it, once again, it raises more questions than it, you know, answers. Like, yes. It's like, okay, so what happens in this situation? Do the b bones actually change? Like, do they feel right. pain? Like, That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, what what goes on? Like, I would imagine crunching to happen. Like, I would, I, I, well, I would imagine hearing like, like actually, it would. Because yeah, they're. I would imagine being they're not very the same height to watch that. They're but not it was the like, same oh, body magic. type. And it makes it, it. It leads on to another point. Like, um. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna lead into characters or anything like that, but it made me think: Is Sakta like? Does he have an issue? Like, does is he mentally ill? Like, that's something that I wanted to know. Is like, is this from his perspective, and he's just trying to deal with an illness of him, and this is all in his mind? Like, this is this is what made me want to think: Like, what is this show about? It's a possibility, and and yeah, let's go go ahead and go and, and go straight into characters to a bit to expand this discussion. So. Mm. Let's talk about let's talk about Sakuta. What you like? What you didn't like? Uh, any if, if anything about him ties a story, you can go okay. ahead and get that. So Sakuta, done. I I kind of relate to him somewhat. Once again, he has so much confidence, and I like that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't really say it's confidence, as in he just doesn't care. Well, I think it's yeah, maybe he doesn't care, but I feel like he to him for him to say shit like that, I'm like shit, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't say shit like that, like. And props to um, props to Mai because you know she plays on it well. I'm not gonna lie, like she she teases the shit out of him. Well, and not not just Mai, but like even during the whole uh, body swapping part, how he even talks sexually about Mai's body when it's really Nodoka in there. Oh my god, it's insane! Like when it was that bit when he was taking off the tights and he was like, "Oh man, it's so attractive when a girl takes off her tights." I'm like, the fuck? Like I get it, but at the same time. The stuff that this guy comes up with is kind of like the the kind of total bro. So not bro, but I mean like he's a, such a Chad. Do you know what I mean? Chad. He's he's just like the Chad guy, but at the same time he's more than that. <laughs> he's very caring. He you know he has love for his family. He's like he's willing to sacrifice you know his his life and his reputation etc. And you know even his social life. Like he threw his phone into the sea. Like. A lot of us now we have to rely on our mobile phones like we we talk to each other through our phones we you know experience each other through social media like even this podcast now we've never met but you know we're interacting with each other because of that and he's left that all behind and he's focusing on his family and i i really do appreciate that and i i think that's that's what makes him really nice as a character to me i think all that goes back to to kind of like how you're saying is like is this happening in his mind is there mm -hmm. something wrong with him because yeah. of like he's basically he's he's grief stricken you know and that's why he's just so uh why everyone you know keeps mentioning to the show is like you always have this dead look in your eyes you know mm -hmm. you're so unemotional and everything that he he does and he says it's so deadpan like there's never really that much emotion behind him other than when he's upset crying things like that like 
like even things that happen to other people that make them upset it doesn't phase him and it's just because he he kind of is dead you know inside a bit because of the things that happened you know with his sister and what led up to that point and led and up I to agree him. with you but and at the same time it, I don't want to go into conspiracy but I, I do want to bring it up it does make me think that it's all going on in his head because first of all how is it that your girlfriend happens to be like the most popular actress you know and goes to your school and she's the sexy senpai and do you see what i mean like it, all of this doesn't add up i think in a way my admires the assertiveness of sakuta but we can get into my later i think that you're right there you know once again we'll get get into my in a bit but it's because so many people basically babied her her whole life and he's not like that but what what i'm what i'm trying to say is does she truly exist do any of these characters truly exist other than kaide the if this this is getting so <laughs> Like that's yeah. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, so you could go on and on with each of these characters, especially Shoko. Like you know that that's a oh, whole other thing. No, that's oh, what, that's don't what even I want to talk about. Don't if, even if, get me started on Shoko because that's scary. Are, are, you gonna, are we going to do this in order? Are we going to keep going off on this tangent? Or are we going to move on to another character? <laughs> I do want to share something about Sakuta that, in a way, it troubled me because this is where. A reading of his character can say that, in a way, he's suicidal. Mm. So, this is during the Futaba arc. Uh, so, he, when he was speaking to Futaba at the hospital, he said to her... Now, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote. It's okay if you hate yourself. I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles. And living positively is so exhausting. So... This leads me to think that is Sakuta depressed yeah. or I think a he potential is, candidate for? Oh, it, no, for I, he's one hundred percent depressed. And one 100%. thing, one thing I want to mention is that even when he found out that her, the sister lost the memories, and he goes out into the rain and he's screaming and he's running like one of the titans, you know, one of the titans from Attack on Titan. Like his, he's running and his arms are just like flailing about. Flailing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the way that they draw him <laughs> in that scene, I'm like, shit, this guy genuinely he's does losing have, it. That's why. have issues he does have stuff that he's trying to overcome do you see what i mean so yeah well, when that, you say I, he's depressed i do agree with you he he, he is probably clinically depressed it's the I'm depression it's the grief and it's also like i think he's realizing too of being a little bit selfish because of the fact that he loved katie's personality as it was like you can kind of tell he didn't want her to go back to the way that she was before mm. so well to be honest with you i wouldn't want that as well because when you see the way that she is before she just seems like a total no i don't want to say a total bitch but i mean like a, a sort of typical high school girl do you know what i mean like oh my god like oh my god like that's what she felt like she felt like a valley girl to me and nothing wrong with being a valley girl, but I mean, she just felt like that. And I prefer the Emoto Kaede because it's but like... Yeah, every, everyone's going to gonna prefer the, the Emoto character, but the thing is, is that that wasn't her true self. And I think, yeah, you know, by true. the end of that whole thing, he comes to even realize, okay, it's still my sister. I still love her. He's like, this mm. is her. But I mean, he spent two years with, you know, basically building a relationship from scratch and seeing that wash away. And not just building that relationship, it's also overcoming those goals. Because, you know, when she said, oh, I've done that whole book of goals so that we can overcome them together. Do you see what I mean? So that he's filled with positive memories because she knew that she was going to overcome them and leave eventually. Do you see what I mean? 
So oh, absolutely. At the same time, it's also he he's not just losing the relationship that he had with her. He's losing losing the my relationship. Do you see what I mean? That my had with Kaide. He's he's losing all of these other relationships. So you know that's unfortunate to him. He's losing basically two years of his life. So it's like so. This is one of the things in which uh, paying close attention to what happens in the story would greatly help. So this is when you know that Sakuta, in one of the mid rolls of the episodes that came prior, so he wanted Kaede to come out of the house to stop being a hikikomori, um, but. I guess that the, that the way that it was communicated, it was like, I wanted to, I wanted you to get out of it, but not like this, not like this. Well, that's what I was, I was just saying. <clears throat> the way that they kind of treated her transition back to her real personality in a way that, especially Sakata reacted, but kind of some other characters kind of did too. It was almost as if it was like, um, like grieving over a death, almost. Because in a way, it was. Do you see what I mean? Because. That, that, that Kaede doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that version of Katie no longer uh, exists yeah. in the world. Yeah. He, if he no longer existed, press F to pay respect. F, 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 F. Let's talk about Mai. What did you guys think of Mai? M- Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, what got me into it was uh, when I saw the bunny suit, I was like, okay, okay, cool. That, that's a gimmick. I get it. The feet. Not gonna lie. The feet, boys. No, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, no, seriously, I just like how she's such a cocktease. I just enjoy that. I love characters, whether they're male or female. They just love to fucking tease. And I enjoy oh, that yeah, about like- her. She's serious, don't get me wrong. Like She seems like a very caring girlfriend. And she actually cares for Sakta. And she cares for Kaede. And she cares for every other stupid person that comes into this anime. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, she actually cares. She gives a shit. My my thing with, with Mai is that not only was she the initial, you know, focal point for Sakuta that kind of got him into this whole world, but in my opinion, she's kind of the glue that holds the whole cast together because oh, she's so involved with everybody outside of Sakuta. That's it. And if it wasn't for her, obviously you wouldn't have introductions of certain characters. For example, right. the sister. Yeah, but even then, like she's such the the banner that she has, and she plays on it. Like Sakusa will be like, "Oh, you know, would you want to take a bath with me?" Like the stupid shit like that. Do you see what I mean? And she's like, "Oh, no, oh, like- no peeking," and like the way that she just she gets that he's a pervert, and she plays on it, and she plays on it really well, and she punishes him, and he loves it. And I'm like. That's amazing. Part of that with her is that she respects honesty more than anything else. And that's true. And she wouldn't want anyone to sugarcoat things with her. Of course. Because people have done that for her whole life. I suppose her being in show business um, did show that there's a lot of fake people in the industry. So it kind of plays into her character as well as to her liking honesty more and more than anything. So I definitely agree with that. Well, and it's like she she has difficulties being honest with herself. Like when they did the whole story arc with talking about how her mother was having her like pose in the bikini and doing sexy shoots when she was still just a girl, basically. But she puts on the fake smile and does it because it's her job. That was very hard for me to watch that honest to god because it's like uh, you could tell it hurt her i mean that was like a deep cut to her no of course it was a deep cut to me and i wasn't even the one posing like do you know what i mean it, it 
that got me i was like shit man so she's that's when i kind of felt like she's a very she's not 2d do you know what i mean like she actually felt like, oh absolutely like a human. and i think like, this is why she she you know and sakuta were so good together you know going into like the, the kind of romance part of the story here is the fact that she could tell that he legit loved her like it wasn't just because of her body or anything he loved her for a person where all these other people have said oh you're great you know we love you and all this stuff but it wasn't ever real love whereas his is to me they're like they're so broken that they need each other like to work both of them and i like that they lift each other up for sure yeah i think the fag in which they started to know each other came later because obviously like many human relationships um you first get attracted by there are people that get attracted by knowing a person and then there's a there's, there's people that get attracted from the physical and then they it turns out that they are also attracted by the emotional as well mm. so even playing to Sakuta's perviness. Um, I don't so necessarily, and I, I want to stop you right there. I don't necessarily think it's it's the perviness that that initially attracted him. I think it was just the fact that he was shocked. Do you see what I mean? Like it was the mystery behind her that was like, oh shit, I really want to yeah. know more about it. Like you see a girl in a bunny suit and no one else can see it. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I really want to know what's Especially going in the middle of a library. And, and that's obviously, that's very uh, evident when he goes and he asks about this girl the next day to his friend. And then he's asking no, her... No, but I do want to go... I do want to kind of touch on what Tyson said, though, about how, you know, the, the, the real love and part of the relationship didn't come later. And I kind of agree with that. Like, in my notes, I put, like, in my opinion, I think it really started to happen around episode seven, where they had the sleepover and they were sleeping together in the living room with him on the floor. Uh, and, like, she was joking with him about, you know, how they could have practiced as much kissing as he wanted, but he missed his chance kind of a thing. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, she wants to do it, but she's still kind of teasing him and, you know, uh, for lack of better words, dragging him along, but not in that bad way. She's kind of, like, just dangling that But do that you think she's doing that because pursuing. she knows that he's not going to do it? No. No, because, I mean, if she didn't actually stop him, he would do it. I mean, how many times would he try to lean in to kiss her and she put her, you know, her hand on her face and everything like that? I mean, on his face. Right. If, yeah, in which, and I'm sorry to have to piggyback from this because Will pretty much made my whole point in regards to Sakuta was, attra was attracted first because at first Sakuta was trying to solve a mystery. Hey, have you heard of who my Sakurajima is? So this is not something that he did because he's in love with Mai. Something that he was just trying to solve a mystery. So when the playfulness between the two started, that's when it started to sink in that Sakuta, that the Sakuta was in love with, or rather had a, had an attraction to Mai. And then it was not until much later in which okay these two are in love with each other was it was it the first episode where uh after uh seeing my in the library then they were walking to school and he was asking his friends about her and like she was walking like a little bit up ahead of them mm. and it was uh and then that's when uh they said it was like you know oh that's you know my the actress etc etc and he's like oh yeah he's like i do recognize her like he had his first initial time seeing her he didn't really recognize her but then it clicked at that point right right and um, especially in episode two in sakuta's attempt to uh to quote date 
uh, my. She clearly stated that this is not a date. No, that's because she's Cinderella, man. That was a fucking date. Mm, um, I'm gonna di I'm gonna she's, disagree she's, with she's that. She's being Cinderella, dude. That, that's that's just her. That's you, you know you know she realizes. She no, a bit, no, I'll tell no, I'll tell you when my was being assumed that it. It was remember it, so this is when we go to Ko uh, to uh, to to Koga's arc in which. Um, it's just time repeating over and over in which um, I believe my initially gives Sakuta a piece of fish, was it? To kiss? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was an egg. It was an egg. Oh, that's right. It was an egg. You're right. So this is, so this is when she is acting like, like a total sundere. But yeah, I, really? at least to me, that was... I don't see that, that Like, I don't really see that. I think that's just her being a cock tease. Like, that's what she is. That's not being a cock yeah, tease. I, and being I definitely a think it was more of a tease. Things, it's it, as soon as like, oh, I, I didn't. It's not like I liked you or anything. Like, like the line between the both is blurry, but this is when I, I, I will say so. though that as being so. a, in that that Sundere camp kind of thing, uh, she's definitely on the more mild side of it. Yeah, hers like is Tiger, definitely more like more teasing and more like you I've know seen kind of like that. try to keep the attention. Truly enjoyed seeing the relationship between these two develop and mm. the fact that the that Sakuta my like in my mind is just. Uh, Araragi and Senyogahara. So, like, Senyogahara knows that Araragi is a total pervert. So, playing up, playing up on, on on each other. So, this is when I agreed with the thoughts that I saw on Twitter saying, "Oh, they, this has the dialogue of Monogatari." So, mm. at that, so at that point, um, I want to go back to a critique that Bish said earlier about this looking like girl that the girl of the week like and to him and putting that in a negative like this is when this is when um when for if for for someone for, for for someone that that is not aware this is when you would say oh you haven't seen monogatari because this it because like the dialogue dude the dialogue well, I haven't seen Monogatari. I'm only saying it from my experience. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it is, and that's how I felt. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I I really want to get into because I know this is gonna take a lot of time. I want to get into Shoko. I really want to get into her character, and I really want to kind of discuss because I'm I'm very confused about her existence and the role that she plays. Uh, both the young Shoko and obviously the uh, the one that Sakta can see. So I never. Even in the flashbacks, I this is what makes me think, and I really want to get into this. This is what makes me think that he he's just seeing things. Like even even the letter, you know, the the, the letter saying, "Oh, I left" or whatever. Well, not just the letter, but what about like also the phone calls? That letter to me, I I was waiting for it to be revealed that oh, that's Sakta wrote that. Like I I was thinking that Sakta like wrote it himself. Do you see what I mean? That he has some sort of uh, multiple personalities or something like that. I, I can't remember which anime it was that did something like that, but I was thinking that was happening. But obviously, it's not revealed, and I'm like, who is she? Who is she, Big Brother? Like, I don't, I don't think it's a multiple personality thing, but I do think there's a potential where it's something like, kind of like, you know, how Katie had her mind fractured. I think it's a similar thing, potentially with uh, Sakuta, where he just doesn't remember things right or things just kind of appear to him at one moment and then not the next like I, okay i get it she he let her in and whatever but i mean how did she know everything about it 
And how did she just in? How did she instantly just pick up the diary and knew what what to read from? Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Like no, ab- absolutely. That's why I was saying it goes back to how I was saying how you know to go along with the the the, the kind of complaints or gripes with the show is how there's a lot that just goes unexplained and unresolved. Yeah. I, I I wanted to know why Bish hated Koga so much, but he wanted to speak about Shoko, so I'm just gonna let him. Do you, should I really talk about Tamoe? No, go ahead and, you know, you're on the Shoko thing now, so I say keep going with that. I don't have a lot to say about Shoko. So, with the Shoko thing, I was just so confused. I was like, why, where is she from? Like, even the young Shoko, I was like, why bring her in? Like, like, what's her involvement in all of this? And the fact that they, he tried calling up again and even she's not answering the phone. Does the young Shoko have something to do with this? Do you see what I mean? Is there some sort of time loop that's involved in it? Might be a time loop. I don't know. Maybe she's a time traveler. Uh, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but we only get into this whole conspiracy theories about anime because there's not enough to go off. Says that he doesn't want to get into conspiracy theories, and he has shared two so far during the show. Well, but that's because I don't know what to think, Tyson, because there isn't enough to go off from. This anime doesn't make it clear. It doesn't answer the questions, especially regarding Shoko. Like, I don't know, man. I... In my, my personal opinion, the whole Shoko story that's going on, it's kind of the weakest part of the show. It's the weakest part, but it, 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 it's there to serve a purpose. Like, if it wasn't there, we wouldn't really get to the ending. It's necessary. It's weak, but it's necessary to move on. We can't move on without that. One thing that I do want to move on to, and can I please go on to, on to Tomoe? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So Tomoe for me, I'm not going to lie. I don't hate Tomoe. Okay. Tomoe for me is like the cutest character in this whole show. Even her introduction was just so fucking hilarious. Like the way she drop kicks him and she's like, oh, you're a pedophile. And she's just like fucking drop kicks him. And I was like, shit. And then she gets her ass kicked. Well, she kicks his ass and then he kicks her ass. And I was like, shit, man, I would love for my ass to be kicked by Tomoe, like, all day long. I guess I'm a masochist. So have we confirmed that Bish is a masochist? I am a masochist, guys. I'm, I have a foot fetish. I'm a masochist. I'm, I'm, I like kinky shit. But no, seriously, I find that as a character, her introduction was solid. But just her story was a bit shit. Do you see what I mean? Like, I didn't... Like, I'm talking about her initial introduction, right? You know, just the fucking drop kick. That's <laughs> just... It, it, it brings tears to my eyes just remembering it but the whole issue with her you know going back and like this whole time loop shit was interesting but i mean all because you know she wants she doesn't want to go out with this guy because of her friend and she feels like she's going to lose her friends and whatnot and yet yeah. she i don't think she truly learned it anything <coughs> do you i'm not sure if you guys agree or not but i don't think she truly learned from the situation did she because she's still friends with them and she's still she's still on her phone all the time like oh and whatever her name is like she's really still obsessed with it i thought that she would come out learning from it do you do you guys do you guys know what i'm talking about or i'm just chatting if anything if i'll i'll come out ahead and say it tomoe is the character i hate the most from this cast and i'll explain why mostly because she puts so much weight on the opinion of her friend but to be honest with you that is somewhat of a real stereotype i guess especially in high school that's a lot of us even me when i was when i was a student in high school i would care so much about what what friends would say and like you know she's obsessed like making friends and like taking pictures and always on the phone like for me it was like i i bought an xbox and i played call of duty because my friends were playing it i was a kid that would play like jrpgs and shit but because i wanted to be cool i i played an xbox you know what i mean like i kind of get where she's coming from 
And I, I don't really would put that against it. It's like how she had to make sure to like stay up late at night to watch certain things on TV and jump into the conversation. Like she'd even be out on these dates or whatever with Sakata, but still had to make sure that she was basically checking in with her friends and things like that because she was afraid of being left behind. She was so worried about being liked. That, that's an interesting thing as a as obviously a teacher. I'm presuming you see that on a daily basis, right? Someone. See what exactly? Like uh, these clicks and just kids like not necessarily being bullied but i mean like in the fear of that like having to survive like they they like it's kind of like survival of the fittest they have to form these groups to survive otherwise you're going to end up like guiding yeah and i mean i will say at least i'm really lucky with you know uh, where i work and everything like that there's really not like you know bullying and things like that mm. but there are definite cliques and there are definite like outcast kids that kind of you know keep to themselves so mm. you know i do see it as a touch i guess my frustration with Tomoe stands more from the fact that in order for me to relate to a character I kind I have to put myself myself in with my own life experiences yeah, in her in her position and I'm not this another regarding that when I was a kid I didn't sought acceptance but as an adult I'm all why are you going out of your way to satisfy the needs of people that in the end they're just not gonna give a shit about you that's the truth i get i get where you're coming from but i mean if you think about obviously you're saying it because you're basing it off your own life experiences and obviously me basing it off my own i completely get where she's coming from 100 percent. because you, in in that situation you feel like you're nothing you have to look for other people's acceptance because you don't have enough self-confidence in yourself to sort of uh to love yourself i think that's that's an issue that might be spreading from that she's looking for acceptance from others because she can't accept herself that's how i see it yeah but i still i still felt uneasy mostly because when i became older i realized that trying to gain acceptance from from other people was just like stupid yeah but you have to understand that she's like what a 15 year old girl she's she's yeah it, my, it, my, it, my my thing with 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 uh with koga is that i like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go in. She definitely wasn't my, my least favorite character. Uh, but for me, she was just the most frustrating character because of her dependency on trying to fit in and all the clicks and everything. But I think that's why also at the end of her arc, the payoff was kind of nice, kind of seeing her grow and mature. And then she went off with her other friends that, you know, finally kind of you know were looking after her this whole time you know from a distance and things like that where she didn't really care about being into that whole social circle anymore yeah, but she goes back into that you see her later on in the anime still texting and still like doing all that shit. oh she's still texting with her friends but she's not it's not her dependency or anything like that and like i said she's spending more time with her other friends that she was blowing off before mm. any other characters that you guys want to talk about like i really don't want to talk about futaba because i'm disappointed in her she didn't well get... we do have to we do have to speak about Futaba, so I'm sorry, bitch. We'll carry on. Futaba's my favorite she character. She got less so. interesting as the anime went on. Honest to God. I will agree with that, but only because of the fact that... So, let's just come out of it. Let's just come out of the gate and say it. So, she is the one who's supposed to rationalize everything with science and whatnot. Thinks that Asasagawa is stupid when it comes to, oh, this is just that rumored uh, adolescent syndrome until it happened to her so 
the, so this is when Futaba the, it does a total a total 180. But I suppose for the for the physics fan the, in the audience, um, they may appreciate fully. Like, where does she come from? Um, but here, here's the whole thing is that, that I've been wondering about, you know, going along with things not being resolved, is that was there potential, you know, of of it being the two Futabas the whole time? There could, there could be. There could be. But so in it's like, the so end... So which Futaba were we seeing when, you know, until we knew about the whole duality thing? The thing about in her arc that I thought that the shy Futaba was actually trying to kill herself. Um, so remember that scene when she went to school and didn't let anybody know that she was going to there, in which Sakuta ended up going to her house and she went all, if, if, if it was me, where would I be? And then uh, Sakuta under the rain started biking to school and then um, this, is where it's, this is where Sakuta... Uh, falls down, which kind of defames and is when kind of gets the message through that if anything, he's depressed. I but think that's a theme in the show. Like teenagers that are depressed, and it's just showing as you as you mentioned. Well, like all of the metaphors in this show. Like obviously, it's not us watching it. We understand it's metaphorical, but I mean, within the show, it's like reality to them. So it's showing all the different types of depression, all all the sort of situations that these high schoolers might be going through that everyday people won't necessarily understand. Like they won't understand their demons. They won't understand what's going on. Even if it doesn't seem like a big deal to them, it might be killing them on the inside. It might be like self-inflicting wounds, that sort of stuff. Well, and I kind of think that goes along with the whole Futaba thing itself and why, you know, she was kind of segregating herself away and not wanting people to try and help her because she's kind of, you know, been that character that, you know, Sakata and other people went to, you know, all the time to ask questions and talk to that she was kind of their rock and she didn't want to turn around and have to, you know, do it for other people. I don't I don't think necessarily it was a thing where she might have been suicidal or anything like that, but school is just where she felt the most comfortable because when she was outside of school she didn't go home she let the other Futaba do that thing she kept to herself and everything but when she was at school she acted like her normal self basically true but I, I mean I kind of agree with Tyson but not necessarily because of Futaba I just think because it is a theme within this anime like the amount of times that you know they're driven to that point well you see what see, I mean and and well, yeah, but but in those regards too, Futaba is actually kind of similar to Mai in a way, where she even hints at how, uh, you know, she developed before other girls her age, and that's kind of why she kept, you know, to the science and the lab coat. She didn't want people only approaching her and talking to her for her body and things like that. Yeah, the, the, there's the irony of it all, in which she had like a lewd account. Yeah, it's the loot account that, that that started it all, in which there was at least a part of her that wanted to be a tease to other boys, hence the dual personality. She 100% wants attention, but at the same time, she didn't want it just for her looks, and that's what I think, you know, actually caused that whole split, is that, you know, she has this boy that she likes, but she knows she can't have kind of a thing. 
uh, and then you know that leads to her her own depression and she starts you know second-guessing herself and also because she's never actually been self-confident in anything about herself other than her smarts or anything you know uh, and, and then that's what goes on to bring about the sexy side the one that starts doing the you know the the, the sexy pictures online you bring self-confidence up and that's another theme that I see within this anime there's not one character that I feel that is actually properly self-confident like it's always their struggle with them gaining confidence even if you look at my sister for example she was always in the shadow of her sister right i think that's just a general you know good overall uh look at just being a show about teenagers in general mm. i think that's where it excels to be honest with you i think it's a good insight in that sense if you really think deeply into it is there any other characters that are relevant well, I, I just want to say that, like I said, Futaba was my my favorite character on the show, but that's because of the fact that she was actually the one that I related to, you know, the most. Not that I was a science geek, but of course, you know, I was a geek in school. You know, granted, I did play some sports. Uh, you know, I was, you know, a, a, a theater geek as well. Um, but, you know, D and D, video games, all Dude, that. Dude, I type thought of you stuff. were like this jock um, that would play like football and like. No, I just I assumed no, that you all. were, but okay, cool. You ruined my uh, perception of you. I had friends that were in all the circles, kind of like Futaba, how she has multiple friends that are into, you know, the different circles within the school. But I was never a part of any of those cliques or groups myself. And like, you know, and I was bullied a lot in school, especially in junior high school and early high school and things like that. And uh, and I did some pretty stupid and crazy things for attention, you know, and would tell lies and things like that, you know. Uh, that I think back on to these days, I'm like, man, I was stupid at times, you know what I mean? So that's why I, I kind of relate to her because it took her her split side to just start doing whatever she could to get attention, whether it was positive or negative, she just wanted it. I don't think that there's any other characters uh, unless there's some leftover thoughts about Kaede that we didn't discuss. There's one thing that I wanted to, last thing I wanted to mention about Kaede and Will was talking about how Futaba was sort of, uh, you know, he related to Futaba as a character. Now that I think about it, I relate to Kaede a lot in the sense that, you know, obviously she was bullied. I was bullied as well. Like even this whole podcast started because of that. And I sort of had this mental block as well because she, she sort of severed the ties with that. That's why she forgot all of her memories and things like that. And I tried to do that and I tried to build up on something and I tried to, you know, create something new you know a new sort of a new bish before i did this podcast i was never like this i would never i kind of relate to that because she is this new person and i am also all new bish you know what i mean even though she was a minor character i'll per i'll say that my least favorite character on the show was saki who's saki she was um yuma's girlfriend oh, oh she's a bitch oh, kunami she's a bitch yeah she, she's just she's oh a my god bitch yes bitch like like how people like how you're talking earlier about 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 Koga being worried about you know popularity and how people perceive her and things like that. She Saki was the worst. Uh, she she was worried about her own social standing because of her boyfriend's association with his you know best friend yeah, and, who was kind and she of an can outcast. fuck off like if if that was me <laughs> exactly no if that was like if that was me I'd be like fuck you bitch like fuck you. That's one of the things that annoyed me the most in the show is how he was still with her even, you know, through all that. Well, I guess, uh, you know, he, he, he's a teenage boy. At the end of the day, he's, he's uh, like... At the end of the day, they're all dumb teenagers. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're all dumb teenagers. <laughs> he just wants to have a girlfriend. Like, just, do you know what I mean? Like... 
Oh, Will Sensei, I want a girlfriend. That's what it is. Will Sensei, I want a girlfriend. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. No, but but consider this. Kunimi is a jock. He plays on the basketball team. I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't have a problem finding a girlfriend. True. So I don't I don't remember when it was, but I think there was a point in the show, if I recall correctly, where like it's briefly mentioned. I think by Sakuta, maybe, or maybe it was Futaba, uh, when they're at the whole fireworks thing about how he does actually care for Saki. Though they never develop their relationship, but there's you know something there to kind of like you know put that out there, and then you know going back to Futaba for a second, how it how it kind of still closed up her arc and she was okay with it you know just being his friend I, part of me wants to know like how they met like do you know what i mean like like what made him care for her so much that's like yeah and this is gonna be my girlfriend like to me this yeah, and like he's and he's ride or die for her you know <laughs> he seems like a fucking dunce like if that was me and like a girl that i knew like was a dick like that i'm like bitch like what what? All I know is that even though even though she's she's you know a, a bit of a bitch, she must you know be doing something right. I just I just I just pray at the end of the day she treats him well. You know if she's so concerned about him and I, his popularity. Maybe she does, but I mean at the same time the fact that she cares about popularity makes me think that she's only with him because of popularity because he's a dog. Like it, I Good think point. I think Good that point. might be like a selfish reason. I don't think she truly cares for him. I don't at least not like uh, Futawa does. But he cares for her for whatever reason. Well, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Dumb teenagers. Dumb teenagers. I think we're dedicating way too much time to Ibetusaki. I'll just agree with the opinion of everybody that she's despicable and Saki who? Sa yeah, Saki who? <laughs> but 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 yeah, irrelevant. Let's move on. Um, and, and, and I'm and I'm sorry. Before we discuss Saki, um, I did ask uh, if we had any leftover thoughts about Kaede before before we moved on. Does Kaede wash her clothes every day? Or does she stink of shit? I, I'm starting to think that she's just, she stinks. She, no, she... I mean, their washing machine was in the apartment. And it's not like how my apartment is where it's outside. Okay. So, and it's so, because you know, right she wears by the, the same shower, panda so... shit every day. And I'm like, eh. Like, does she have multiple of them? I have a feeling that, but she was kind of like the home caretaker too while Sakatul was gone. So I have a feeling she probably washed it. I feel that every time that Bish tries to bring up something awkward about Kaede and her and, and her being a hikikomori, I have to think about the girl from Eromanga Sensei. And yes. I don't want to do that. Hang on, I don't want to do that. Um, Sagiri. Her name is oh, Sagiri. What, the, the squid girl? Uh -huh. Yeah, the one that has like the hair like a Splatoon character. Oh, I see what he's saying. Uh, yeah, I guess you could call it that, but that's that's Sagiri's I actually the, the main had to look girl. A, I'm looking a picture of Sagiri right now. Um, I suppose you can make that argument. She does have, she, but she, she does have ponytails, in which um, it, it could be interpreted as as her um, being. Wait, a, wait, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? Am I getting confused between Eramanga Sensei and um, a sister's all you need? I think I'm getting confused. No, it, the Let me just check. No, it, no, no, no. You're, you're definitely getting confused. So I'm gonna post in. Um, so, so for the audience, I'm well, showing both a trash, picture. So I can, I can see where I'm going wrong. I won't disagree. I won't disagree with and that. They both but have silver hair. Tyson, the trash is insane. Okay, I was getting confused between her and the character from uh, A Sister's All You Need. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Kevin would kill me if I mentioned this anime. Assist is all you need. 
Yeah, no, I'm getting confused between higher and assist is all you need. Okay, cool. Yeah, he'll probably kill you anyway, because this is probably going to make the the show itself. It, it is. It's going to make the show. And we're, I'm going to be like, you know what? That's that's going to be the next kunai suggestion. I'm going to be like, you know what, uh, Kevin? Assist is all you need. That's what we're going to watch. And we're going to enjoy it. And then he'll resign. What, Aramanga Sensei or Sisters All You Need? Sisters All You Need. Because I, I was saying to Tyson, I got confused between the, the main character from uh, Aramanga and uh, Sisters All You Need. Before we get on that, I really want to wrap it up with like OP, like music in the show. Ah, uh, okay. Because okay. I know you guys might have not mentioned it, but for me, the, the, the music in the show is brilliant. All right. So it. Really? Yeah, it's, it's one of the few oh, no, no. anime openings and endings that I never skipped. And that says a lot about well, it. it. Um, I would say not even just that, but even little musical cues throughout the show. Like uh, one thing, like I point out, like even within the BGM, the background music, there are times where there's no music at all, and that speaks volumes about what's going on within the show. It, it plays it well, like to the drama that's going on, and I do like appreciate that. Like uh, for me, it kind of creates suspense. It indicates to the viewer that there is important plot elements etc um one thing that i do want to say uh, and i really want to talk about the opening and the ending it kind of like i sing along to the op i'm not i don't even know the words but i'm like i'm pretty hyped and i sing along to it and i think what's what does it justice is the fact that it works well with the visuals like you know how they do those jump cuts etc and the, the bit where my sort of does finger guns i'm like that's so cool like i really enjoy that it, it is it's a really good it's well done man op and there's lots of things to sit and watch it's not just your traditional op i was gonna say it's not your traditional op where it's just a character running now it starts with that but then it, it develops into so much more but even then even the ending is someone running as well like it's like uh but what, what i like about the ending not necessarily the, the animation that's in the background it's more the music it reminds me of this sort of french yeah. jazz or like um I, I think they call it uh, Japanese fusion jazz, I think, where it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm in, I'm in France, I'm in Paris, at, at the top of the Eiffel Tower, having a croissant, and just like, listening to some smooth jazz. Like it feels well, like it's, it's a really popular song here too. Oh, so yeah. like, uh, you know, since I, since I have a long drive, you know, to, to school and everything, when I'm driving, I just put my, uh, I, I hook my phone up to my car stereo and I put on Spotify and just put on like a random list of like, you know, anime music or anime radio that's, you know, streaming. And that song comes on a lot. Uh, you can, you, it's so good, man. I'm, I'm recently getting into like sort of jazz and stuff and it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty I decent. I will say though, I prefer the music in the ED. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was talking about the ED. Oh, I thought you were talking about the OP. No, dude, <laughs> the bad. OP is like pop music and shit. No, the, the OP song is the one that comes on the radio all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I love the, the ending. Music. Oh, like, that's I what I was saying. I, I just feel like I'm in France. Like, it just feels so, like, bougie. Like, it feels like, oh, Yeah, I, I definitely see that now. I was like, why, where is he getting this from the OP? Where is he getting this from the OP? No, the ending. Like, like I said, I feel like I'm in France having a croissant and like the French breeze in the air, like it feels like France, like it just feels great. And oh, no, it yeah. evokes good, I, good memories. I could totally like, I could totally like just take a nap listening to the ED on repeat. 
Oh, well, hang on. I just wanted to say one other thing, though, about like when I was talking about the uh, the music throughout the show, is that this might be might not be the best correlation or example, but there are little musical cues, too, when things kind of got a little bit on that. I don't want to use the, the word creepy. I can't think of another good word for it, though. But like, I don't know if you remember in the Back to the Future movies, the little Back to the Future jingle, whenever things would kind of get a little bit mysterious. That's a good word. There you go. Mysterious. That's the word. They had kind of little musical cues like that in this show as well it reminds me of the way that k-dramas and um even j-dramas do it as well but they do that just to to, to grab the the viewer's attention right to just point out to them it's, that, it's a mood setter yeah of course of course tyson you were you were mentioning about the final thoughts about the show etc can i start on that if, if possible sure I sure think, for me like i i wouldn't suggest this show to anyone why because it's just too confusing right i did enjoy it i don't, don't get me wrong i did enjoy it and i do want to see more of it like if there was a season two that explains more of what's going on i would watch it but i feel that the ending is very self-contained do you see what i mean like the show is very self-contained in itself like there doesn't need to be a second season um but if there was i would definitely watch it just to understand what was actually you going on um, you literally use my exact words that I have written down here is that it, it's self-contained and I would say I wouldn't really want a season two, mm. but maybe some like OVAs or like the movie, etc. Like I said, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone to watch. Like, yeah. to me, this show seems like one that you'd watch on a simulcast and just forget about it like five years later. Like there's a guy that I, I used to know named Eric. He's good friends with Daniil. He's also good friends with me. And he would watch all the anime in every season. Like, I don't know if this guy has a job or anything. And literally, he just watch all the anime. And then you go up to him and, and talk to him about anime. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember it was from that season, blah, blah, blah. And he just wouldn't even remember the anime at all. Like, he wouldn't remember the name or the plot point. He would just be like, oh, it was that anime. Do you see what I mean? Like, this show seems, like, very forgettable. It doesn't seem like something that would stand out. And it's, it's so weird hear hearing you say say this right now like i just made a a post earlier today about how there's such a huge difference between like anime fans here in japan that there are in the west and everything like you're saying it's forgettable and things like that but bunny senpai is still hugely popular here in japan they're constantly coming out with new merchandise for it and things like that the blu-ray and dvd sales were really good books are selling it's yeah it's really popular here. i, I don't see what's the appeal in japan but i guess it, it must be very popular I don't know if it's necessarily even a fan service thing at this point because to me it doesn't seem like it. There's very little fan service in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't see what the appeal is there, but for me it just seems like something I would forget about. Um, nothing noteworthy. If anything, if anything, I do have some thoughts in regards to the forgetfulness. Is that a word of the uh, of the show? And I think it's more so the way that we here in the West are conditioned to consume media. So I suppose that in a way, uh, the, 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 the rise of streaming services like Crunchyroll and just having to pick up everything seasonally um, didn't help much for the, for, for the consumption of, the, for the consumption of, of, of media, but I don't I necessarily that... think that. Like, I mean, at the same time, I get where you're coming from because we're getting so much media pushed to us at the moment. Like, it was never mm -hmm. like that. But I mean, even then, the, there's shows that do stand out. Like, for me, 
Toradora is one of them. Haganai is one of them. Like those, there are shows that you always constantly go back to. Like even Fruits Basket, right? That shows are classics. This show isn't, to me. I think it would have stood out on a season with not that many high-profile shows you for sure. So? Yes. As someone who you know who watched it while it was airing, it was definitely one of the most talked about shows while it was going on. You know, at least in the circles that I go in. And like I said, it's really crazy popular here. Mm. Like even in like the 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 uh, monthly like magazines that come out. You know, here um, uh, like Megumi and New Type and things like that. There's like you know even now still posters coming out in those books, especially of Mai and some of the other characters from the show. I'm going over shows that release on the fall, and at a quick glance, I'm seeing that there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shows that would have been um, highly talked about during the season, and that's not counting. So Goblin Slayer. Oh yeah, Goblin Slayer. Um, the Sword Art Online. Um, let me shit, see. Man. Oh, The Return of Sword Art Online, of course. Yeah. Um, Gridman. I, Gridman kind of came out of nowhere and, you know, blew up. Oh, it, it, oh, it, oh, oh Gridman. It kind of came out of nowhere, but, I mean, I suppose I suppose Mega Fans are starred for new content, so that would have been, uh, that would have been talked about as well. And again, this is just strictly on what the conversation would be around. It doesn't matter, uh, f- at least for the purpose of the discussion, whether we like it or not. So, Goblin Slayer, Sword Art Online. I did saw some buzz around Zombieland Saga. Um, oh, oh that, of course. That, no, that's like uh, almost every volume of Zombieland Saga for the Blu-rays and DVDs has topped the charts. Um, the Return of Jojo, apparently, from what I'm looking at here. Yeah, then um, you've got uh, Slime Sensei. Um, fa- in, I see that Fairy Tale was also there during this season, but this wouldn't cause that much of a buzz. Uh, but at least not at, the, at this moment in time. Not at the same level now. Yeah, of course. Um, but you're, you're basically saying that it, it, it didn't help that there was a lot of high-profile shows within that season. Of course, and I had to go back to Sword Art Online. How do you dare debut something alongside Sword Art Online and hope to not get drowned? But I mean, like, the people that watch these shows are different, no? I would imagine. No, it, no, it, no but isn't precisely the conversation around, oh, um, the that... If the if, if this show premiered in, in in a season where there weren't so many high profile shows, it would have gotten a bit more attention, yeah. and it would have stood I, I out more. I definitely think so. So, so you think maybe so, yeah, the winter it, season, early winter, or let me it, let me let me take a look at winter because to be honest um, and, with and, you, and, like and, there was other shows in the winter season. Like uh, I forgot what what anime it was, Domestic Girlfriend. That was hype as fuck, and then I dropped it. After like episode three. Are you talking about winter this past yeah, winter yeah, this, or winter twenty eighteen? This this past winter. Um. So so in this winter, uh, domestic girlfriend, the return of Moth Psycho, um, the promised Neverland, yeah, at Shield least Hero, the- promised Neverland, which you know came out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch the only thing. I didn't even watch anything that season. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched Domestic Girlfriend. I was like, fuck, I'm not watching this. And 
I kind of get confused between this anime and, and domestic. Do you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, looking look, looking through everything, um, it could have done better if it released in the winter. At least that's how I feel, because based on what I'm seeing so far, only three high-profile shows. The rest. Yeah, I'm is looking just... at the list too, and there's nowhere near as many like shows that you know were were you know previously high-profile or ended up being high-profile by comparison to fall of 2018. Yeah, the fall is always where the hype anime comes in, like My Hero Academia. Like they all release in the fall, right? For the most part, a lot of these usually shows. it's either summer or fall, but that's because uh, because fall is kids are back to school, so they're going to be home. They're not going to be going out as much, things like that. Keep in mind that My Hero Academia originally it was a spring show. It was recently moved into the fall. Yeah, that's because it got um, fucking hype as fuck, man. <laughs> and, and, and anyway, po anyway, point being, like uh, releasing alongside so many high-profile shows that it, that definitely uh, had the conversation going on Twitter and um, anime circles. Certainly, they it didn't do any favors to Bunny Girl Senpai, and perhaps um, taking Bish's suggestion, had it released in the winter, then it would have had a bit more of a chance. But I definitely think so. But it, but yeah, we're just. Um... But like I said, just my experiences here in Japan. You know, the fandom here still, you know, carries the show on. It's still really popular here. It might have been, you know, a slow build up, but it's still going for sure. All right. Um. So with Ibsen, so with this uh, unexpected conversation, um, I believe we are ready to wrap up. Any, any. Any final thoughts that I may that I may have missed uh, before we start wrapping up the show? Just to slightly oppose Bish here a little bit, I would say I would recommend this show, but I would recommend it just to specific people I know, not just as a general anime, but like how I recommended it to Bish, you know, people I think that would be into. Why did you recommend, recommend it to me? That's that's what I want to know. Just because I know that you're into romance a bit and it has a bit of that element. Plus, I really enjoyed the dialogue. Now, I do have some gripes, like I said earlier in the episode, where some of the dialogue feels forced, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have any parts of the show where I was like, oh my god, I wish they would just get this over with kind of a thing. But like I said, when my initial viewing of it was also when it was airing week to week. So that kind of gave me a different impression there. I can kind of see that now, though, thinking about it after binging it again. Um, I actually rated the show pretty high. I kind of still stick by my rating because of the simple fact. So I mostly use Anime Planet, and I have it rated at a 4.5 out of 5. But that's just because there's so many. It's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. There's so much stuff that went unanswered that it really sucked me in. And I kept asking, well, what's going on here? What's going on here? And I wanted to see more. I want to see more of these uh, loops get closed. But that is also a detriment to the show as well. So in regards to this, um, I'm not gonna recommend it for any general like anime fan. I certainly think that there are shows out there that have done it better elsewhere, um, in, 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 including the aforementioned Monogatari. I think that it, it that it had done the supernatural themes better. Um, the, the the whole dialogue is done is done better, but. I suppose that if you are looking for something to watch and you like um, and, and you like dialogue and, and and that kind of stuff and like a school uh, a high school setting, by all means, watch the show. But it's not something that 
I'll go out of my way to re able to recommend, especially when. Um, yeah, I get them. that too. Like it's you know it's it, I wouldn't say it's like one of my personal like top anime ever, but it's you know I enjoyed it enough that if people are like, man, I'm looking for something different to watch. I'll be like, oh, maybe try this. Of course, it, yeah, it, it it will fall on on the same category for me as well. All right, so I suppose that will be a wrap for our discussion of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Samba. Just as a reminder for you guys, remember if you want to support the show, please be sure you support our sponsors, Crunchyroll, Loot Anime, and Japan Crate. Links are in the description, etc. And we usually have an announcement for the next episode, which I'm gonna make now. Um, me and Kevin are going to do a special episode. We're going to do Overlord. That's the next episode of Kunai. I'm actually going to record it tomorrow. So wish, wish me luck, guys. Um, gonna, I'm excited to hear about yeah, this. Overlord. We're going to do Overlord. We're going to be doing a few other episodes uh, within the next couple of months where it's just going to be a two-man team. We'll try our best in that. Uh, hopefully, we also get Tyson on and hopefully Will on as well for more episodes so uh in in the the near future so overlord's going to be next and we remember if you want to send us suggestions make sure you do on uh, our website if you go to www.getlifepodcast.com forward slash kunai you can send us suggestions there or you can send us suggestions at get life podcast on twitter and if you guys want to share your your twitter pages tyson sure i can be found on twitter um under the handle chemical sora that's c h e m i c a l s s and sam o r a chemical sora you can you're more than welcome to read my excellent takes on anime and some and, and some other stuff about my life about what it about how i see the world and if you're interested, if you're interested, uh, I also have a YouTube page uh, that will be youtube.com forward slash chemical Sora. And I have a website as well. It's mostly a portfolio of my work, but if I may interest someone in checking that out, that, that is chemicalsora.me. Tyson, I only asked for you to plug your Twitter page, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, Will? Uh, obviously, I am on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I uh, go by at Yamstarch. That's Y-A-M-S-T-A-R-C-H. Yamstarch, uh, which if you know from uh, uh, the Disgaea series, it's a early level, just stupid item you get in the game. Don't ask me. Uh, why I chose that uh, or you can also um, follow along to what uh, anime I'm watching or ratings things of that nature on uh, anime planet I use animeplanet.com forward slash users forward slash yamstarch same spelling and uh, finally my twitter page is at kane underscore that is <laughs> You know, I, I miss you're doing, still I miss doing, doing those doing jokes. Joke, man. I love I do that joke every episode. You're Tyson. still doing those jokes. And and uh, yeah, that's the end of this episode, guys. Let's say goodbye. Uh thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. Oh, that was so, uh, it was fun. So, you know me, so I always cute, enjoy bro. talking. You're so cute thanking me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, that's creepy. Don't do that. <laughs> Adios. Tyson, any last words? Stay sexy. No, I wanted to say stay sexy, man. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I wanted to stay sexy. You stole it from me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>